The following is a Kingfisher Studios podcast. For many years, my father felt like he was being called to return to his birthplace as a missionary. So when I was 13 years old, my family moved to Paraguay. There were a lot of experiences and feelings that were born out of that move, but I'll get into those another time. The work of a missionary is work that depends on the charity of people back home. I guess it's easy to pledge financial support when those who are about to go abroad are in the same room with you, but as we learned once we were abroad, those generous pledges don't always translate into enough money to live, let alone do the actual missionary work. After a few years of frustration, struggle, and pleading via mail, as you know, there was no internet yet, my dad decided that the best course of action was to borrow from his parents so that we could return home on a fundraising tour. I think I was 17 at the time. And we traveled all over Alberta and British Columbia visiting churches. My mom and dad would sing while I accompanied them on the guitar. Afterward, my dad would preach and describe the value of his work while explaining on how it all depended on money. On one of our church visits, I noticed a girl who was roughly my age sitting in the front row. I gotta tell you, I was mesmerized. She wasn't the prettiest girl in the room, but I don't know, there was just something about her. I tried to play it cool, I mean, after all, I was performing on stage at a church, but my eyes kept going back to her. After church, she came up to me and said, I'm Luba, I like how you play the guitar. Now, I must have fumbled out some kind of response, but I don't remember my words. I just remember falling for her hard. Also, I remember thinking that Luba must be the most beautiful word I'd ever heard. Luba. I repeated it over and over again in my head. Because we were going to be in a different church in a different city the following week, I was forced to push down my feelings and carry on. The reality is I didn't think I'd ever see Luba again. Anyway, we eventually finished our tour and returned to Paraguay, hopeful that money was no longer going to be an issue. It was. So, after only a few months, we packed up and moved back to Canada. My parents decided that we'd be moving to a different city from where we had originally lived, so that we could be closer to my oldest brother and his kids. We ended up moving to the same city where I'd fallen for Luba at church. Maybe I could ask my parents if we could go back there. Turns out I didn't have to ask. Mom and Dad had really liked it there, so it looked like we'd be going there every Sunday. Every Sunday, I'd get to see her. I was secretly thrilled. I made sure to attend every youth event possible. I just, I I don't know, I had to be with her. I just had to. As these things often go, I was disappointed and heartbroken. Luba didn't seem terribly interested in me. I'm over here so in love that I'm going to explode at any moment and she doesn't even know it. I screamed to myself. At some point, both Luba and I stopped regularly attending church, and I lost a little bit of contact with her that I'd had. Years later, when I was 21, I think, I humored my parents by going to church with them for some sort of special event. After it was over, I almost bumped into Luba in the hall. I said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but it's really nice to see you. I'll stop bothering you now. And I walked away. Smooth, I see. Really smooth. What are you, some kind of idiot? I thought to myself. Once again, I had seen Luba for what I thought was going to be the last time. This time, I wasn't just in love. 
but I had probably convinced her that I was a total weirdo. The next week I went to Ticketmaster to stand in line for Aerosmith tickets. Luba was there too. I went over and made a little conversation with her about how awesome the concert was going to be or some other nonsense. But then in another act of smoothness I said, I'll stop bothering you now, and I walked away. This time something unexpected happened. Do you want to go for coffee? I heard her call to me. Coffee? I want to marry you, I thought. I decided to play it just a little cooler than that, though. Sure, that sounds good, I said. As we walked together, she told me that she didn't actually like coffee. I laughed because at the time neither did I. She said that she had tea at her place, if that wasn't too weird. And I was thinking, man, I might have a heart attack, but no, that's not too weird at all. From that day on, we were inseparable. I was in love with her, and she had a new best friend. Me. I wasn't going to complain, though. I was just happy to have her in my life. Anyways, things eventually changed, as they sometimes do. One night, we were watching TV together. During a commercial break, I reached for the remote and turned off the TV. Is everything okay? She asked. I want you, I replied. And in a moment, we were kissing as though our lives depended on it. Out of respect, I'll skip a few details here. Luba and I were in love. I couldn't have possibly been happier. It was a beautiful and dysfunctional and short-lived romance. We broke up after only a year together, but I would carry my love for her through two marriages and two decades of my life. I really didn't know how to make it stop. I didn't want to love her, but I did anyway. Every day for over 20 years, I said her name out loud at least once. Luba. My God, how was I going to live without her? I did eventually stop saying her name. I don't even think about her very often anymore, to be honest. That piece of my heart that I gave to her is a piece I'll never get back, though. She'll always be special to me, and in some ways I suppose I'll always love her. Have any of you had a similar experience? Send me an email. I'd love to hear about it. <laughs>